Okay, three, two, one. How's our levels? Testing still. Check, 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 check. Checkity, check, 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 check. Big and white. Big and white. Coming at you live. Not really. Um, I'm big. And I am white. And together, we are big and white. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. Welcome to episode two of our podcast. Thanks for coming back. You didn't abandon us. We feel so loved. Today, we are going to be asking each other questions, each five questions. So mm. Ten total. Five ten plus five total. equals ten. Mm. Girl, you know I got education. that. Um, and you should remember that we don't know what these questions are. We have not shared them with each other before recording right now. So. Surprise! Uh, we're really excited and a little bit terrified of what is going to happen in the next few minutes so look forward to that all right so the way it's going to work yeah i guess i'll start you want me to start so i'm gonna me big is gonna start by asking why well asking i a question and she's gonna answer and then i'm gonna give my own answer too okay so here is my first question for white what is a new hobby that you've picked up since moving to Nepal? Mm. And what has your experience been with that? That is such a good question. Oh, thanks, White. Um, I have gotten into cycling since moving here. Um, I originally bought a bike just to commute back and forth and get around the city and then kind of fell in love with cycling. And that's a yeah, a pretty popular pastime for foreigners and Nepalis alike. So it's pretty exciting. It's a beautiful place to be able to cycle. So I would usually go out a couple days a week, except for the last month in which I have completely fallen off. And now, literally, actually, I have fallen off <laughs> within the last month. I yeah had a bike accident and ended up with four stitches because of that i could talk about that forever i love talking about my hospital experiences <laughs> we do a whole episode about hospital experiences it's awesome but yeah it's been a great way for me to meet people and get some exercise and to get out of the actual city and see things that are green mm. it's a big deal there's no lawns here no lawns well there's a couple but there's some trees, but like they're all brown though from yeah. the dust. It's like never actually feels green. Yeah, it's very depressing. Yep. What about you? I do not have an answer for this <laughs> question. <laughs> I was trying to think. Well, okay, this I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna use an old hobby, but I'm gonna talk about how my experience has changed doing that hobby That's here fair. in Nepal. So I'm a prodigious knitter. Did I use that word correctly? Who even knows? You're a linguist. You can do what you want. That's right. It's I'm a descriptive linguist, which means whatever <laughs> a native speaker says is correct. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been knitting since I was a kid. So 20 plus years. Holy crap, I'm old. <laughs> and I love it. So when I moved here, I was like, mm, this is going to be the land of cool yarn because yaks and goats in Asia Turns out it's the land of polyester yarn. 
my I one of my first like kind of culture shocky days here was I went with my host mom. I lived with a Nepali family when I first moved here. My host quote mom was like five years older than me. But anyway, the mom of the family lived with. I went with her and her sister to this super dense shopping area downtown, like Asuntol kind of new road. Mm. And they were like, oh, you like to knit. We'll show you where the knitting store is. <laughs> I'm like, mm, can't wait. So we're walking. This is like long day through all these narrow roads. And it's just like sensory overload. New sights, new smells, all the things. And I'm like, it's going to be so great. I'm going to get there. I'm going to like find all the cool things. And then we go to this place. And there's a couple of different stores all near each other. And they're like, no, no, turn into this tiny alleyway <laughs> so i duck down under the tiny doorway because you're big and white and you don't fit in this country right yeah, exactly mm-hmm. and we go in and there's this little yarn store like secret yarn store in this back alley and it was amazing <laughs> i mean all their yarn is still polyester and not exciting but they had a million colors and like all this different stuff and it's just like doesn't even have a label, no mm. store name or anything. It's just the yarn store. And you pay by weight. Ooh. Yeah. So I stacked up on poor quality yarn and made a lot of That's cool so things. Fun. Yeah. Have you been back? I have, actually. I've mm. taken lots of people there. That was a really good, like, I feel so cool for knowing about that place. Mm. I, like, know this country mm. so well now. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely need to be taken to a place the first time, though, because yeah. directions don't work here. Not a thing. You're like, turn down this narrow alley. Oh, they all look the same? Mm. <laughs> or when Nepali's trying to give directions, they're like, just keep walking. And you're like, <laughs> Go over 12 speed bumps. Do not go over 13. In between 12 and 13, turn right. There will be a dog on the corner. It will beckon you into the black gate. <laughs> Okay, do you have a question for me? <clears throat> yes. My question for you is, what is your favorite Nepali food or type of food? Oh, girl, this is the easiest question ever. I love Nawari food mm. so much. So What's Nawari? Let me tell you. <laughs> so in Nepal, I feel like food is a little bit boring here. There's not like a huge range of things. People just eat the same meal twice a day every day. It's called dalbat, which literally means lentil rice very creative name but there is this people group that is like a different ethnicity than kind of like the main ethnicity of nepal i guess you could say i don't know there's a lot of ethnicities here it's confusing we'll talk more about it someday but anyway the group that originally lived in the valley where Kathmandu is is called nawari and their language is different it's like a different language family and their culture is really distinct and super cool and awesome and their food is delicious it's very meat-based which is hard when i'm a secret vegetarian <laughs> not so secret i've been secret eating meat. carnivore now yeah secret carnivore <laughs> um but it's really spicy and just like all these great flavors. And usually what you do is it's kind of like you have all these different like tapas or something where you have like all these different things that everyone shares. So you have like roasted black soybeans and beaten rice and different types of meat with different spices on it and bamboo soup and these amazing like lentil pancake bread things. Oh, it's just so delicious and definitely my favorite. And usually 
you get my friend who visited recently said it's like nepali happy hour because <laughs> you, <laughs> usually you go you get like all these snacks and then you also get either like rice beer or rice wine to go with it that's my favorite food what's yours yeah i'm realizing like you said i don't have answers to these questions <laughs> um just say open momo that was my second choice oh that is pretty good i was just gonna say chat buddy it's oh. not food though it's there's, a snack. There's a very distinct categories in Nepal where it's either food or it's a snack. And yeah. basically food is rice. Right. If there's no yeah. rice, then it doesn't count as a yeah. meal. No matter how humongous it is. Um, you can eat a whole pizza. That ain't no meal, girl. No, no. You got to have your rice. But if it's a rice pizza, you probably shouldn't eat that. But it would <laughs> count as food. <laughs> um, but my favorite snack is something called chapati um and it's puffed rice with spices and onions and sometimes potatoes and cilantro and rice that's not puffed what's that called <laughs> beaten, beaten rice, rice. all um, the rice types. all the rices except for cooked rice did you say like chilies it's usually kind of like yeah it's really slightly spicy. spicy but then like some lemon mm-hmm. in it too mm-hmm. to kind of give it a tang Oh, it's so good. It's it's, it's kind so of a street good. food that you can buy, but we never buy in Kathmandu because yeah. sketchy ingredients. Yeah. We have very weak foreigner stomachs. Exactly. So when we go to the village, we get so excited. Yeah. We're like a little bit obsessed. Like it's probably unhealthy. We're like, yeah. I don't care if I need to do work. My first priority is I get some chapati <laughs> and then we'll talk about doing work. Yeah. And I'm only half joking about that. So, yep. So that's, yeah, delicious. Chop putty. Make it yourself. Yeah. Or Look I'll it make up. it for we f- you. We found a recipe online, so. Yeah. It also has YY, which is a type of ramen noodle. It just has all the things. All, whatever you want to put in there, like cheesecake or <laughs> um, marshmallows. <laughs> no, no, <stop>. Update it <laughs> to fit your American lifestyle. Please don't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. My next question for you is, what is something that is in Nepal that you wish was also in America? Mm. And don't say chat potty. That's cheating. I love that there's more of a community feel here. I mean, talking less physical things. Um, She's going deep. Yeah, I'm going deep, man. Right to the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that all neighborhoods here kind of feel like you're in a mini village. So maybe you're in the biggest city in this country, but you still are expected to have a garden. Like everybody grows corn. Chicken, Um, urban chickens. Yeah, you just have like chickens wandering around. There's uh, sheep that I see on occasion. With a shepherd. Oh, I have. What? Yeah, that's why Sheep Lane is called Sheep Lane. My God. Sheep live there. (laughs) I saw them. There was like a whole flock. Well, I mean, probably like, I don't know, five to seven sheep came out of this gate. And I was like, ooh, I'm excited. And then their little shepherd comes out behind them. Like, yes, I love living here. This is amazing. So, what you're telling me is the city is secretly Portland. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Portland wished that it could be as cool be as this Kathmandu. level of village. Yeah. That's true. You're right. Yep. It does wish that. <laughs> it can't reach that authenticity. Yeah. 
Yeah, what about you? I would say... Are you going to go deep? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that uh, one thing I really love about here is that people always get things fixed instead Mm. of buying a new thing. So there's just like the shoe guy who sits on the side of the road and you can just like walk by and you're like, "Mm, need my shoe. Like my shoe's starting to break. And you just give him your shoe and you stand there for like 10 minutes while he fixes it. And then it's like tw- you give him like 20 cents. And it's the best thing ever. Everything is so... Because labor is cheaper here than like parts and stuff. So it makes more sense to fix something than it does to get a new one. And I really appreciate that. And I wish that was more of a thing in the yeah, U.S. For sure. Totes, my goats. Okay. Um, my turn, my, right? Oh, wait. No, it's your turn. My... Next question. My next question is, what was one thing that really surprised you about Nepal? Oh. Did you have any expectations when you came? (laughs) Zero (laughs) expectations. That's hard, man. I got to like rewind in my mind. I know. (laughs) This is silly, but the internet is so fast here mm, we yeah. have fiber internet at my house usually when i skype with people if there's a connection problem it's their fault <laughs> not mine <laughs> like i'm in a third world country like a goat should be powering my internet but nay <laughs> nay nepal has its priorities straight it's the fiber not the goat <laughs> not the goat <laughs> so what surprised you about coming here or whatever yeah, to continue on the technology strain, I feel like in where I'm from, you leave the main road and you instantly don't have cell service. And yet you're in like, you're on a 4,000 meter mountain and your Nepali friend suddenly gets a phone call and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm just, I'm just out on the mountain. It's fine. And they're just chatting with their friend with full service looking at facebook yeah. and oh my god i love this post <laughs> yeah. and there's like this weird juxtaposition that's always going on in nepal where it is a developing country but at the same time there are so many things available yeah that's really true mm-hmm. it's kind of awesome it is awesome. can't put nepal in a box that's right don't put nepal in a corner <laughs> oh no Oh, yes. Okay. Um, my next question is... We're going to get serious now. Dun, 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 Are you ready? Probably not, but whatevs. Um, so so my, my, <laughs> my question <laughs> for you is... Oh, no. I hear my own accent now. Oh, God. I you want think me to talk like this? I'm already self-conscious later? about my, like, oh, my God, L.A. accent. Like, I just sound like I'm 15 years old. It's fine. My chin is too small for my mouth. So <laughs> I have this stupid lispy thing going on. Old cycle accident. So I good. think it's always been like that. My dentist <laughs> told me that. Oh, no. He created a complex. <laughs> You have a small chin. It's your like, problem. your tongue is too big for your mouth. Do you want to go into <laughs> physical therapy for that? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Okay. Um, let's get serious because I have a serious question for you. And it is, what is a quality that Nepali people have that you think Americans could learn from? Mm, that's good. Um, does this count as a quality? 
like Nepalis are the most well-connected people ever. Yeah. And they're awesome. I am just in awe of them. Like I did a village stay uh, after being here almost a year and I was traveling alone, but I wasn't really alone because my host kept calling like the bus driver (laughs) and then the people that I was staying with, like the transit day and... Yeah, so I would call him and be like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm almost to the village. And he's like, I know. I talked to the bus driver <laughs> or my, um, my, my like, yeah, my, one of my bus drivers is like, your friend just called me to check <laughs> on you. <laughs> and I'm just amazed. I'm like, how do they all have each other's phone numbers? They're instantly so, like, such good friends. Yeah, they have epic networking skills. Yeah, and I wish America had that. Mm. But we don't. Sorry. LinkedIn does not count. <laughs> oh, no. oh, good old LinkedIn. Uh, what's my answer? I think mine is that Nepali people, this can be a bad quality if it's taken to the extreme, but I think Americans could use a dash more of this, is that Nepalis are so chill. Mm, so like, chill. They just, like, if something goes wrong, no one is screaming about it. No one's like, I need to talk to your manager. Like, they're just like, I'll just wait five minutes and maybe it'll be better. And often it is like, I feel like I, I sort of have like absorbed some of that quality. I mean, I'm already a relatively relaxed person, but I think just not having that, that expectation that everything goes right every time makes your life so much more relaxed. Mm -hmm. It's like if something goes wrong, it's okay. You figure it out. It's fine. Like, you don't need to be stressed. Like, oh, I could have prevented this. Oh, mm. this could have been better. Like, no, it's all right, guys. It's yeah, all good. That's good. My serious question is, what is one goal that you have for your time here? Well, thanks, person interviewing me for a job. <laughs> what is a goal I have? Does it have to be, like, a future goal that I haven't achieved yet? I mean, or technically, a goal <laughs> it's something you're like working towards <laughs> i mean i just have lived here longer than you so. I, so i said for your time here well i have several goals for this year actually one of my main goals is to make more friends outside of my current circles because i feel like as much as i love you i mean <laughs> let's be honest we love our organization and our friends are the coolest but it would be nice to branch out a little bit. So I made one friend, and then he moved to Poland. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. As one does. So I'm still working on it, but that is a major goal for me this year, mm-hmm. is really branch out my, my social circles. Yeah. So pretty excited about that. How about you, girlfriend? My goal is to make some goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to borrow some of mine? Yeah please <clears throat> how about to bench uh, 50 kg no <laughs> actually one of my goals with cycling is that i get better at technical riding like mm. downhill mountain biking kind of stuff and so i've been traveling too much this year to really do this and now it's raining but um i want to go to this mountain bike park this bike park that's by my house and get a coach and make him make me do scary things. I love that plan. Yeah. I'm really scared though. <laughs> okay. That's the best though. Doing yeah. something you're scared of. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like that's a good transition into my next question, which is how have you grown as a person since moving here? I feel like I have changed a lot since coming here. Like I've learned basically, basically I have had to become an adult since coming here. <laughs> oh, hey, but millennial. Yeah, I, I came from university and then I went to another university for training and then I moved here. So That's I true. pretty much had like I haven't had an adult job. This is my adult job. Welcome. So I had to get a complete new wardrobe and stop wearing things that were unprofessional. <laughs> stop being a crazy hippie. And, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and figure out how to take initiative and do things that are hard. Like talking to Nepalis that I haven't ever met before on the phone and learning how to do that and not having a panic attack. Um, Girl, I'm so proud of you. That's <laughs> one of the things I hate the most about our job. Yeah, and you have done it a lot. It's pretty tough, but you feel so cool afterwards. It's like such a big adrenaline. True. Rush. <laughs> um. So yeah, I would say that's my biggest thing. I've learned how to do scary things. Like I've learned a lot about how to be an adult, and I've pretty much come to the realization. That being an adult is becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And I do that on a daily basis. And it's kind of awesome. That's really good. I like that definition yeah. of being an adult. Well, I like coming up with slogans. So You are the best at that. <laughs> we could have a whole episode about your slogans. Can't wait. <laughs> your turn. My turn. Um, How have I changed since the year? Oh, my gosh. It's been so long. I feel like, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to tell, like, what things have changed just because I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. I've crossed 30 now, so <laughs> ancient over here. And which things are because I've moved to a new culture, you know? But I guess for me, I'm going to get real serious now. Oh, right. I um, sort of had a faith crisis mm. right before I moved here. And I actually didn't even know if I was going to come. Like, oh, no, is this too bad? Like, do I need to deal with this situation? But I got some great advice from my aunt and uncle. And they were like, no, you should go overseas because that's where all of the, like, experienced, wise, open-minded Christians are. I was like, mm, good, I will do that. <laughs> so I did. And it was the best decision yeah. ever. But, yeah, I mean, I really, like, kind of at that point, I went dark. For those of you who are not religious, this may not sound like as big of a deal, but if you are spiritual or religious and, like, suddenly you don't have that anymore, it's like a whole foundation of your life is just gone. Mm. And you use that to make decisions about, like, so many things in your life. And it's just, I just really felt, like, I remember thinking of this, like, metaphor it was like I was kind of like in the water and I was trying to reach the dock you know but I just felt like I was like floating away and I like couldn't grab onto anything solid it was really rough but yeah over it took a long time so I think I guess I really learned like that you can't always fix things immediately mm -hmm. you know like I was thinking well I'm gonna go through this spiritual crisis and then I'll just find God again and it'll be great but that hasn't been what's happened but it's been good anyway. Like I've, 
I've really like gotten deep into a lot of these questions that I have about like who even is God or what even would the entity of a God be and you know like what does it mean for something to be true and how how does that affect the way that I see the world and the way I see the people around me and so yeah I'm, I'm still I'm still asking a lot of questions but I feel like I've learned so much and I've just like gained a lot of nuance in my thinking and I've learned so much about how sometimes that has to happen slowly like your brain needs a lot of time to process new ideas so yeah for sure and I feel like that's a good reminder that if you are a believer who moves overseas that doesn't mean that you're gonna suddenly become this super Christian yes I feel like that's an assumption a lot (laughs) yeah um I'm in a new situation. I feel like people, even if you're not religious, like I think people do that with other parts of their life too. Like, oh, I'm changing this one thing. That means everything else is going to be great. Like, no, you're still bringing yourself with you, girl. (laughs) Yep. You're still you. You're just in a new city. Yeah. It doesn't matter if that city is in a new state or a new country. You're still you. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So that's rough and kind of beautiful and usually worth it totally worth it it's kind of great Hmm. well this was supposed to be a serious question but i'm not very good at serious things i went i went way too serious now everything compared to that is gonna be not (laughs) serious at all (laughs) i question the whole foundation of my existence so what's your favorite food Um, so yeah, I hope you guys don't get like car sick from how fast we're going to (laughs) transition. Um, so big. Yes. What? What is your favorite Nepali word? Oh my God. (laughs) So deep. So deep. You can make it deep. Oh my God. As deep as you want. I'm I'm bad at high level. You can make it deep as the word if you want. I don't even know that word. Do you know that word? I'm pretty sure I just learned it as, like, the word for below. Oh. <laughs> Very below. <laughs> Sometimes. So I've been here a lot longer than white, but she spent more time, like, in concentrated language learning than I did. So sometimes she knows all these words that I don't know, and it's super useful. I'm, like, talking away, and then I'm like, <clears throat> what's the word for this? <laughs> She's like, girl, I got you. <laughs> I spent a whole month studying that category of words. Yeah. Okay, what is my favorite Nepali word? I'm going to have to go with a really general one, which is aunu. Mm-hmm. It means to come. But the cool thing about this word is it's so versatile. Yes. So you can use it to mean like arrived, happened. Uh, to know. To of. know. Yeah, like if you know a language, like people say, oh, does the language come to you? Which is so cool. But I also love it because you could stick it inside of another verb. So like to eat is one word. And then if you add come inside of it, then it's to feed. So you're making the eating come to another person. <laughs> <laughs> and same thing with teach. Like So you can learn something or you can make the learning come. And I just find that so, so delightful. Mm. Once I was, I had a bag of sugar and it got a hole in the bottom and the sugar started coming out. And then I saw my friend and she's like, oh, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. A hole came. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
how to say it in English. Like, the hole, it came to the bag. It happened. It came. <laughs> oh, language learning. Mm-hmm. Confuse the old brain there. Yeah. It's not so good when you come, well, at least for me, being monolingual pretty much. And then you're like, my brain doesn't know how to handle another language. So I'm just going to turn into an idiot in both of my languages. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So yeah. what's your favorite Nepali word? My favorite Nepali word is actually more of like a particle. So you can just stick it in to make, yeah, make a useful sentence. Um, but it's the word re, like yes. R-E, yeah. right? And it pretty much, like you can say, it's going to rain today, re, meaning, oh, I heard that it's going to rain today. And then it just absolves you of all responsibility. <laughs> It's so great. Someone else said it, you guys. Not <laughs> like, me. if it doesn't rain today, then it's not my fault. I just heard it was going to rain today. And it's... It's like know, a like a hearsay so or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's basically indicating, like, the information came from another source, yep. not from me. She uses it all the time in English also. Just <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know, if you hear her say today <laughs> in a sentence, that's what it means. I usually Prepare use yourself. it with a... Uh, like it has a hand motion that goes with it. <laughs> like, I, but I don't know it. hand motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even before I actually knew what re meant, like I was asking my language teacher, it's like, what is what does re mean? And I was using it with the hand motion. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like I just need you to confirm you just what this means. Instinctually knew. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's a beautiful thing. Mm, magical. Mm. Okay, well, my next question is getting a little bit silly. So my question for you is, what is your guilty pleasure phone or internet thing, like Ooh. app or website, that you spend way too much time on? Instagram. Hashtag millennial. I love Instagram. I was kind of late to the game, and I, I like thought that I didn't like it, and then I actually joined Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it so much. <laughs> Yeah, thought the you same were too with, like, cool for it. Exactly, like with Instagram Stories, which mm. oh um, man, I love if you those. guys aren't on Instagram, Stories are like photos or videos, and they're they play for twenty four hours and then they disappear. Um, it's kind of like the Snapchat of Instagram, but I was like, Ugh, they're so stupid, and now I love them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you want to put something on social media, but it's not quite important enough to really post, then you can just post yeah. it there. So my breakfast, sunset, Your shaved legs, shaved <laughs> legs, occasionally comes on there. Once every six months. Exactly. <laughs> so just so you guys know that we're not disgusting in Nepal, it's like not really appropriate to wear shorts. Like modesty rules say that you should cover your whole leg. So we take full advantage of that and oh, do yes. not shave very often. <laughs> That's awesome. I will shave before I come to America, though. Oh. Probably. You're so kind. Yeah. Once. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> what about you, Big? Dude. Um, I'm going to have to say Two Dots, oh. which is a phone game. That I allow myself one phone game at a time mm. because I have no self-control. And this has been my consistent favorite. Sometimes I'll delete it and add another game that I'm just like, mm, doesn't hold my attention. <laughs> but Two Dots, it's basically like the hipster version of, what's that game? Uh, Bejeweled? No. Oh, yeah. Was that what it's called? 
What's that called? Jewel. Jewel? Mm. Quasi cupcakes for, <laughs> for you Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans. <laughs> anyway, you just like connect these dots and it has really delightful like dopamine sending colors and drawings and you all should definitely not go look it up and download it because not a sponsor you will lose hours and hours of your <laughs> life but if you do become my friend so i can see your progress <coughs> <laughs> okay um my last question for you i'm nervous it's a very serious question she's giving me the eyes very serious question where all the single men at <laughs> girl please. where all the single men at there's one in my gym well i don't know if he's single but he's cute <laughs> <laughs> i've been waiting i'm watching and waiting i'm <laughs> playing the long game well okay i i will answer this question in a roundabout way by telling you about some of my dating experiences <laughs> I've been trying some dating apps, you guys, and it is amazing in Nepal. So Bumble is my number one go-to. And I would say like 30% of the guys on there are like, just like trying to find myself. <laughs> just like either like kind of like weird, like too much yoga. Men shouldn't be that flexible kind of person. <laughs> like a lot of photos of stones stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Those are called Cairns. That is a legit person, by the way. His whole Instagram was that. That was all it was. It's a lifestyle, man. <laughs> it really is. Um, so, you know, if you're sexually attracted to stones, swipe right. <laughs> so either that kind of person, just like traveling, finding themselves, you know, whatever. Or it's like kind of like really weird Nepalis that do not know how to present themselves on mm -hmm. social media, which actually is probably fine because like social media rules are different, but... A lot of like under chin photos <laughs> or like look, power guys. pose, maybe like a photo of them like smoking weed with all <laughs> the smoke coming out of their mouth <laughs> or like people who don't put their real name. Like there's one guy who keeps coming up and his name is just Nepali <laughs> and his picture is like a crowd of people holding Nepali flags. <laughs> Do you really expect me to go for that? Yeah, who doesn't use their real name? <laughs> Big. <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> but yeah, so I've gone on like two dates from Bumble in Nepal with both nice people. And they're, you know, it's, it's cool to meet international folks. But it's hard. Like, it's either like they're too transient. You know, it's like, oh, I'm here for a week and see you later. Or they're kind of weirdos. <laughs> A little bit too serious, too fast. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, White? Where are all the men? Where are all the men? Um, probably in like America. <laughs> I don't know because they're not here. <laughs> they're probably in Holland. That's, they probably are. I've been trying to get my Dutch friends to hook me up with a Dutch guy for a while. So if you guys have any suggestions, or hook we'll also go up. for Scandinavians. Yes. We're open. Yeah. Open minded basically europeans i'm sorry americans <laughs> you've like lost out i mean americans are also cool but wouldn't it be amazing to live half your life in northern europe yes is the answer to that yeah yeah i have gotten multiple marriage proposals since living here um 
so I guess it's my own fault that I'm still yeah single. you're just too picky yeah like that guy that was divorced and drunk and his yeah, er, his, his daughter was so nice yeah his daughter was only nine yeah I mean, you totally could have he only her. had one daughter yeah yeah he was a great option I don't know I, I think know. it's your fault probably <laughs> well um I've always been like weirdly open to arranged marriages and this is the culture of arranged oh, marriages yeah. So I've already told my mom, hi mom, thanks for listening, <laughs> that she can find me someone. So but I'm opening up the floor to you guys too. I mean, whoever finds me someone good first is going to win the prize. And by the prize, I mean the satisfaction of seeing me marry <laughs> this lovely man. We'll do like a live podcast of your marriage. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you beg? take this man <laughs> to be your lawfully wedded husband <laughs> does it count if she doesn't use her name Shh, it's for the podcast just let it go <laughs> just let it happen okay well i hope you guys enjoyed getting to know us a little better through these 10 deep and amazing yeah. and silly and confusing questions i hope you don't know us too well now Ooh, well, I think if they keep listening to the podcast, they will, for yeah. sure. We're kind of like open books, so. Yeah. Speaking of being an open book, it's time for this week's segment. <laughs> Millennial Minute. Yeah, so. Oh, wait. White, would you like to take <laughs> over? <laughs> I keep using her real name. It's hard. I believe the topic of this week's Millennial Minute is about Millennial Pink and how it's never going to go out of fashion. <laughs> I read an article about this like a month ago. I didn't even know that Millennial Pink was a thing. What kind, What is Millennial Pink? Is it like a certain tone of pink? Or yeah. Okay. Apparently. Like, um, like, like the color of your phone uh, and your... <laughs> that thing about your favorite birthday and everything you own. I'm pretty sure it's just like a generational thing that I'm just like bred to be attracted to this color. I'm like, do I even like pink? I don't think I do, but like, I, why am I buying this? I don't even know. Like, seriously, this is my experience. And so now I have this vicious chain reaction that started <laughs> where I bought one thing that was pink. And then I was like, well this matches my pink <laughs> mug and so i'm gonna like it's buy a this downward pink spiral thing. it really is and like i bought a phone in Kathmandu, and the only color that they had was like this rose gold kind of color and so now i have a pink phone and i bought bluetooth headphones and they're pink because i was like mm, i need to match you're just going to downward spiral till you hit the saturation point where everything you own yeah. is pink. Where I like meet legally blonde <laughs> as <laughs> no. a lifestyle. I feel like that could happen. But in an ironic way. Exactly. I'm like, I don't even like pink. I'm like, why am I buying this? I can't stop. But it's, it's, the article I read told me that millennial pink is not going to go out of style <laughs> well so. i'm sure that article's right we're gonna so. keep it going forever <laughs> well thanks white for sharing yeah. this has been millennial minute yeah so to our three or four fans maybe we gained some <laughs> are we up to like five now oh my gosh if you're new here welcome yeah. you 
arrived. Um, if you're not already following us on social media, then boy, have we got a treat for you. So we are on Instagram. Our handle is at Big White Podcast. Fairly easy to remember, I hope. Again, that's Big White Podcast. And that's exclusive content. I might even post something about Millennial Pink on there if you don't know what Millennial Pink is. Shut up. Get excited. I'm going to spread the vision to you. And you can also get in contact with us by emailing us at bigwhitepodcast at gmail.com. But we also want to remind you about something called the Big White Secret. Big White Secret. We know that you, all five of you, know exactly who we are, but we are trying to maintain our secret identities because we're superheroes. So and very narcissistic. Yeah. I mean, all me. We started a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want a chance to listen to themselves talk so for humble. 30 to 40 minutes every week? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So... Please, if you're talking about us on the interwebs, use our amazing names, Big and White. And Don't get us confused. Yeah, we will be so insulted. We're both Big and White, but only <laughs> one is Big and one is White. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but also like, don't link our podcast to our other personal social media accounts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We know we can count on you guys. Yeah, you guys rock. You the best. The best. <laughs> I thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, episode three will be up next week, and it is our first episode with a special guest. So we interviewed our friend whose name is Picnic, <laughs> because obviously, and we hope you will tune in next time. All right, thanks for listening. Great. Bye. Okay. 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 Bye. 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 Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.